If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right, well, so you're going to hear this next episode. Uh, we actually little are the twi- ones... little twist for you. Yeah, we're the ones being <laughs> interviewed. Uh, one of our fans um, contacted us. Uh, a college student was doing a project for school. He's a Kinesis major. Kinesis major. It was his final year. Yeah, he's a personal trainer um, and needed to interview some professionals in the industry. And he knew Adam through uh, one of his family members, so he kind of had a contact. Um, and we started talking, and we decided, hey, you know what? Hungry Maybe kid. Maybe a cool show. Yeah, young kid. He's hungry. He wants to learn. Let's have him come in. Um, we'll talk with him for 10 minutes. And we decided, why don't we just let him interview us on air? Very smart, good dude. Very smart kid. Uh, Going to be very successful in this industry. I could tell that within the first five minutes of meeting him. Um, probably would be good on a podcast, too. He actually yeah. did pretty good. You'll hear him in the episode coming L- up. A little mini Sal, kind of. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not as hairy. So not we're, as hairy, Actually, yeah. a little hairier. Mm. So we're going to be interviewed in this next episode by Mr. Danny Matrenga, who you can find on Instagram at Smart Strength Fitness. Um, so without any further ado, here you go. Let's do it. Boom. Yesterday I told you guys what happened, right? What? Before we did our, our seminar. What? So I've been uh, I've been experimenting without wearing deodorant. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, <laughs> dude, are you gonna tell this? this I'm not gonna tell. What, I'm oh. not gonna go all the way with this, but I. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, yeah dude. So why don't you start with what how I how it came about? Because I was in there. We were doing. Well, the, no, little. So little by little, I've been. I moving. called you out. Just I, so you know. I know. Little yeah. by oh, little. Oh, you did too. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I no did. he didn't call me out for. I said for like, the, let's not go full hippie, Sal. Oh no, I told him you fucking stink, bro. Go. Oh, fix you said that. Oh yeah, I told him that. So no, I've been going more and more, less and less in terms of you know wearing chemicals and all that kind of shit, and I've been using like the. The, the Toms? Ro- no, the rock salt. I like Toms. You know, the, it looks like a freaking crystal. The it's like a, it no, looks like a, I use the toothpaste. No, it looks like it looks like a crystal, right? And you put it on your arms, and that's been working fine. And then <laughs> I went out. Hippie. I've been so I've been going without deodorant, right? Yeah. And uh, I was I was on my way to to the seminar, and I'm you know I'm kind of sweating because I'm a little excited, nervous, whatever. And I you know I lift my arm up and I do a little, <laughs> little sniff check, and I'm like, oh shit! Like whoa, this. What do I do now? There. Yeah, I'm like, bro, we you got a situation, bro. Yeah, I'm like, this is not the time to be doing your hippie shit right no, now. No, I had I had to run to CVS and freaking <laughs> apply some deodorant. He <laughs> steal some deodorant. He didn't even <laughs> buy it. He <laughs> just rolled it on. In what? The aisle. <laughs> That's not what happened. Come on, uh, man. Uh, allegedly. I'm I was not that say, I never saw him come back with any deodorant. Oh, I threw it away. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he did that yeah but, but, uh, but i did notice he came back smelling a lot better yeah. and he didn't he have put it in his car yeah. for all we know that's true yeah, i don't know yeah so but it didn't happen so anyway uh long story short i'm not wearing any today we'll see what happens yeah when we hug <laughs> today adam okay this is a podcast dude my man is right and they do have over 2000 2700 reviews what's the name of it G- guys we fucked but it's it's got the asterisks you can't so it just says guys we, we yeah, oh, but uh, dude, serious like great reviews. Hmm. I want to have to listen to this, and this would be this would probably be a really fun. Is there guess. an episode titled Adam Schaefer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Adam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Part and two his techniques. We needed two episodes. Yeah. Let's to talk about. Okay, Adam. I want to read one bad. I like to read a good one. This this person. Okay, let's read what they say. This is a bad one. I started listening to this podcast October 2015 and listened to each new podcast as they came out and started working my way through other uh, older podcasts. 
as a whole. I found it entertaining and informative. I thought the hosts were funny, good in interviewing their guests, and has a positive message for women. However, However. I stopped listening when I reached the April, oh wow, this April 30th, 2015 episode with Jeffrey Gorin. I don't know who that is. Jeffrey, who is a self-described healer and comedian, recommended women with lumps in their breasts, implying breast cancer, seek treatment from Brazilian shaman psychic surgery oh, and and or healers at least it's not specific both yeah. Yeah, both hosts yeah, like supported these suggestions specific. with personal experience obviously no one should be getting medical advice from stand-up comedians but i thought it was completely neg- negligent for two this is so funny how people when this girl writes a whole fucking one-star yeah. review over one episode yeah, because one that's episode. how it always one is thing. though that's how yelp works oh. you have one bad meal the place is dog shit that's yeah. the truth there's only it's at the outliers there's the only truth. good reviews or bad reviews you never would go on to yelp to leave a three-star review that's true it's just how it is that's true that's why 99 percent of ours are good and because yeah. you give a free t-shirt except for that one <laughs> except for that one that changed her through. <laughs> oh yeah there there was a change in there there was one oh, review the guy that. that did a four star and then he bumped it to a five star. no we had someone who uh, gave us that a was five a good, star yeah, was oh. and went back to give us a one star Ooh, yeah yeah and we Reese, won't talk yeah, about that we, yeah, we a little political that. little we, political. Won't, we won't talk about oh, her jesus so adam introduce our guest tell us how how did this all happen adam how did this all happen i didn't even know man my he knows my cousin so they they know they go back they go back how long do you guys go back uh, like two years, Wait, three what, years. First and last name? Danny Matranga. Okay. And you're a trainer and a college student. Yes, I am. So and did you contact us uh, to to do this or how did this? Well, tell, I contacted yeah, tell his cousin who contacted him. And then through that, I ended up talking to Adam who put me in alignment with your guys' PR okay. and I ended up getting in here. Excellent. And what was the goal of this? Was to do, was it a project? Yeah. Some questions that I had to answer for class. So super simple questions, but then I made some, I figured if I'm going to be here, bring some questions you know, for myself, be a little selfish. So, Excellent. Yeah. And you, yeah. and you work at 24 hour fitness at the, for right now. Yeah. All right. See, that's, that's, that's our stomping ground. Well, that's and, and Danny, you're, you're in your fourth year right familiar. now, right at school. Yes. And Kinesi sports medicine. What is it? What's your, yeah. Kinesiology is the department. So, Excellent. The goal right now is to graduate with the best grades possible, keep all the opportunities open. Good I don't want to funnel or tunnel myself. Yeah. Do you have plans to continue on the schooling or do you think you're going to go into the workforce? Then what's the, what's the plan right now? That's that's the fun part. So like I said, options are open, but <laughs> I would love to continue to go to school, but I don't know if the physical therapy route is what I want. Um, the med route is what I want. Excellent. The physiology route is what I want. And I do have kind of an entrepreneurship gene there. Yeah. I've done well in you training. You do. I could tell I could tell immediately. I've done well in training and I want to continue to do that to a degree and actually it's my buddy is is the the physical therapy mastermind. He's done everything perfectly and we've kind of joked around a little bit about when he gets out of PT school Excellent. opening our own practice that oh, is cool. that is kind of both rehabilitative and performance enhancement oh, related. So Oh, cool, very man. cool. Now let me ask you this. How long have you been training at 24? 3 years. I are got you, started when I was 18. Are you part-time or full-time? Uh full-time. It, it depends on so I'll go between 35 and 40 45 hours in a week. Are you, who, are you the top sales guy in the club? Um, it Month to month, yeah. If you looked at the averages, yeah. You're one of the top guys. I'm, I'm the top guy. Yeah. So I, I can I can tell a closer a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right away. So uh, so this episode's different because this is Mind Pump getting interviewed. So you want to interview us. And this is a, a, for a project for class or... Yeah. So what, what was the, what were the directions with the project? What they say you got to do? Three professionals in the field. So instead okay. of going for the typical. And, you, and nobody else could. could what about you, like semi-professional? Yeah, nobody else would meet with you. So we, we came up. <laughs> so yeah. we're like the last choice. <laughs> oh, you only get, you get what? Seven to 11 minutes with a doctor. Yeah. What do you think you get when you're, when you're not going to get a prescription out of it? Like yeah. two minutes. Do yeah. you like being a physical therapist? Yeah, it's all right. 
Uh, what's the best part? Helping people. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll see you. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's what you get. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to get something a little more personal, something I'm passionate about. And since I listen almost every day, I figured, what the hell? Why not give cool. it a go? Plus, we like talking about ourselves, so we're gonna it be much well. longer. <laughs> oh. Now, is this gonna we be? Can't wait. Is this going to be uh, shared? In, how's the project work? Are you gonna? Is he gonna write a report, or are you gonna share it in front of the class? Like, how's this? How report, does this go down? But I might just forward the email with the attached audio clip and be like here you go <laughs> that'd be nice it <laughs> works better yeah, saves the you know i won't have to type anything up that would be absolutely excellent yeah, uh, doing all the work for you here what's your teacher's name uh well there's two that i can use this for which is a winters and a soakman awesome. oh my god you're killing two birds with one stone yeah, you, know, you, go. you know excellent all right uh you're smart I like let's this. go yeah. ask us some questions yeah all right so, all wait, wait wait before we start who, uh who's your favorite host Whoa. Oh shit! So yeah. I, I won't. <laughs> listen, I know. Yeah, you have to be honest. Listen, here. I will be totally transparent. I got in line with with um, with Mind Pump because I liked Sal's bravado, and mm. you do you talk in absolutes, which I do like. Uh. But Justin's one liners are the reason that I keep listening when episodes <laughs> get boring. <laughs> yes, because you guys can't. And and obviously, I like I like your the dynamic between you two. There's a dichotomy at times, but it, it's gotta be equal. It's mm-hmm. sexual tension is what you're hearing. It, it That's really what it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Really Sal's wanted to fuck me for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. Already. <gasps> what the Oh shit. It's here. being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. First question is, how has your industry, personal training, affected your relationships, dating, and family life? Oh, wow. oh has personal training? Well, let me tell you this. Or as being a, in fitness in general. Yeah, so when you're in the fitness industry, when you work a gym, in a gym. Tell us, Divorce It's almost... <laughs> <laughs> Shade. <laughs> right in the nuts. Whoa. Hey. You know what's funny? I so I was I I've, real. I've been in training. I've been in, in uh, as a personal trainer now professionally since uh, since the age of eighteen. So it's been a long time. It's been almost twenty years. And uh working in a gym is very similar, I hate to say it, to working in a bar or a club in terms of the kind you know, you're being there's lots of the opposite sex, there's People are kind of checking each other out, you know. There's kind of that that tension in there, and so when you date someone, they have to be pretty secure to be dating a trainer. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. uh, you get a, especially. You, oh yeah. Uh, I actually read it, read an article probably ten plus years ago that did a study on uh, like um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, unfaithful infidelity. Right? Infidelity. Thank you. Infidelity in in the workforce and gyms were number one. Hospitals were number two. Yeah. Mm. Doctors. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's doctors it's, and nurses doctors be banging it out like crazy. Trainers and their their staff members. Pl- not not clients. to not to mention if you're uh, if you're a ma- let's say you're a guy well, you're a guy trainer. You're very fit. You're into exercise. You start dating a girl. Sometimes they feel insecure around you because you're a trainer. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because they're insecure about their body. Oh no, I'm training this this guy who you know who trains people. There's a lot of challenges there. I think um, that's it's there's no that's one of the reasons why you probably see a lot of trainers date trainers. Yeah, there's a, there's definitely from my own experience, I've dated girls who I've met at the gym, and it is a little difficult at times because you're at work 
eight to 10 hours a day, you're a trainer, you get off work, you want to enjoy the time with that person. And they might have a little bit of, oh no, like, oh, he's the trainer. I got to stay in shape. I got to be in shape. And, mm-hmm. and that's not always the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be difficult. Yeah. I, I found that I had to uh, set boundaries really early uh, because all of us in here have been training since we were young. We started, Sal started at 19. I started at 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I learned really quick, like, you know, I was so about my business and work that I didn't want those to, to meld. And even if I met somebody in the gym or I was possibly dating somebody that also was a trainer, I never wanted that to like, Cross. yes. And so like even, even my girl today who's been with me for over six years, like she, she knows that you like, you don't kiss me at the gym or in front of people like mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with my love for you. But as a trainer, we're on 24 seven. So everybody's watching. you. Yeah. And yeah. they say, you know, they say it takes the average person before they purchase training from you. They'll, they'll watch you for like three months. So they're Very paying, true. They're paying attention to your mannerisms. They're paying attention to how you interact with women. And they don't know if that's your, your girlfriend or no. who she is. They just and see the body language. They do. It, it and, describes a lot of and, what's and, going on. And most people, People already are a little judgmental and already think that as a trainer. Trainers already have that stigma about them that they they bang their clients and they do stuff like that. So for me, I, I wanted to separate myself from the pack. So I knew that I had to be very strict about like that with relationships. And so I learned early on that I'd have to communicate that. So right away, when you were starting to date me, I would say that because I knew too. Because obviously, I made the mistake in not saying that early on, and that turns into a big fight or a big like insecurity issue, and it's just like this ain't yeah. gonna work. Well, you, you know, you're 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 training, and you're a trainer. You got a girlfriend, and then you're training like a some cute girl who wants to get in shape, and yeah. you're with her for two hours a day, and you're working out together, and you're spotting her. And you got to be secure to date a, a personal trainer. I think. Would Would you guys say that um, you have to lay boundaries initially with certain clients if you know that potentially they might be training with you because they find you attractive? I think you you don't you, you don't lay the boundaries uh, in terms of uh, like you don't sit down with a client and say, hey, okay, I know you're into me. I, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> lay off. I'm glad we're training together. But just to be clear, I'm not going to have sex with you. Like that would be the wrong. That would be the, that would <laughs> come across the opposite way. You you lay the boundaries by your professionalism. Yeah. Uh, when you when you're doing certain when you're spotting them or, or you're stretching them. There is a way you do it that creates a boundary, and there's a way you do it that makes it. I've seen people. You know, when you get someone when you do passive stretching, right? And you got someone hamstring on the floor stretch. doing hamstring uh, stretch. Yeah. I've seen trainers on the inside of the leg, Ooh. bro. If your pelvis is, is in there, super pelvis? close, yeah. yeah. They get make a, they make a fucking strap for that. Yeah, you yeah. don't need to do. That. You know what I'm saying? They make a little rope that she can put around yeah. her ankle and, and pull, and pull her hamstring in herself. And you don't, and you don't make eye contact. Like it, you're stretching someone. Don't look in their eyes while you have their leg on your shoulder. If you're yeah. spotting you know? a client on a single joint exercise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that uh, for sure, uh, how you talk to them, and I think uh, this was something I used to talk to all my trainers because they're at, every trainer at one point will have a client that hires them that wants to fuck them. Just bottom line. That's the fact that will happen and it'll happen quite Based often. Based on Adam's experience. Yeah, no, this is, this, <laughs> there's nothing anecdotal about this. This is a fucking fact. No, every no, trainer, every trainer, I don't care how ugly of a trainer you are, eventually somebody <laughs> wants to fuck you. Didn't Justin it, marry his client? Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, this was like, I a, had to get rid of her actually. I was like, I, I you had, mean you had to stop training her? Yes. <laughs> had to get, I, I basically got to that point where I was like, oh dude, no, this is getting unprofessional and I had one of my friends, this girl, like train her so at least she was still in the same gym so i could watch her and keep you know communication happening with her but i had to like separate myself from that situation i had one client traveling nurse her name was kelly that i ended up uh dating and when i right right away the moment that i knew that i was attracted to her was the first time that i had an appointment with her 
And when I knew that that was going to become a distraction for me that, okay, I like this person, I right away said, listen, this is, you know, what I'd like you to do. Here's, here's the training package. I, I pretty much present, presented her and sold her training. And I said, but I'm not going to train you. And she was like, uh, I don't understand. I'm like, well, because I'm interested in you and I'd like to date you and I just don't do that. Of course, I got the date and she was flattered. I still sold her training and she trained with somebody else. But I would, you know, I would not win, win, win. Yeah, went yeah, all the way, went all the way around exactly. for sure. But I would not, uh, I would not cro- cross that because once you do that, you you forever are now that guy. You for you do that one time, like mm-hmm. you're you're the guy who dates his clients. Everybody will talk about it in the gym, and it, it literally will ruin your business. It will. It is a very tight community inside each gym, and it's this little like rumor mill. And yeah, Absolutely. the second you do that, everybody knows. Oh yeah, every gym has like every gym has at least one trainer guy and trainer <laughs> girl that is known as like oh yeah they you know they fuck all their clients. Like, I mean, yeah. To put it into perspective, I go to a, a college at this point, seventy percent females, and the majority of my gym younger population females mm. you know the ratio carries over wow what do you think the rumor mill looks like when the majority of your gym's population is 19 to 23 year old girls yeah <laughs> you know yeah. you're in trouble if you do that kind yeah. of stuff so you have to be careful wow, what gym is that so. again let me write that down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right next question, next question. We're, looking to, we're looking to travel um, proudest moment as a trainer obviously mm. there's several yeah. probably the mm, one that came to mind right tough. away yeah mm, that's a good one that's i don't a tough know one. You guys got you guys ready with yours? Well, I'll tell you, uh, I hate to, this is terrible because I didn't do anything for somebody else. This was a this is self. Um, the first first thing that comes to mind is was I was sharing this yesterday with somebody um, was my experience of going to USA's and going pro. And I know that sucks as a story as a trainer because I know somebody wants to hear about the time that I you know lost somebody a hundred pounds and I changed mm-hmm. some lady's life. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be being truthful if I can't if I didn't say <laughs> Adam. That I, but that's the boring uh, stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> well, Adam's like I'm going to use this opportunity to talk uh, about my story. <laughs> what I did for my <laughs> well, yeah, you know, right? It's it's uh it's it's unfortunate, but it's true. It's no, uh, that I, was a big 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 deal. It was a yeah, it was it a was. it was a huge accomplishment for me. Uh, the way I felt at that moment was probably one of the coolest moments in my career. And to be honest, there's I can there's hundreds of people that I've that have grabbed me after a training session and held me and hugged me and told me how much I changed their lives and lost. Don't get me wrong. There are every one of those stories mm-hmm. is rewarding. Yeah. And for me to pick one, I feel would be wrong. So that's you're, you're on to something with that, because like even just going through the Rolodex of clients and like the stories I have, like with successes and like, you know, pain alleviation and, you know, loss of pounds and just the uh, overall lifestyle changes that had happened. There's just there's just a lot. And it would demean like somebody else's success, you know, by pointing out one of these clients in particular. Like it's just the overall reward of just being a part of like all these people's lives. I think, I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. And that's what drives, you know, a lot of trainers in this industry, if they're, Mm -hmm. they're doing it the right way. So um, yeah, for me to, to nail that down, it's really tough. Like I don't, I I can't, honestly, I, I feel like it's, it's just connecting with these these two guys and like starting something else that, that's a that, perfect example that though. nobody's done yet. So I, I feel like this is this is my defining moment. I, that you know what that's, that's fantastic, and that's what I mean by that. That whole process was you know leading to this. You yeah. know, the whole reason why I got on stage, I was trying to do that, was to get this attention so we could in turn turn around and do this. And to me, this is one of the out of all the things that we've done in fitness, I'm I'm most proud. Uh, the, you know what? How about this? The forum that we have built is probably one of the I'm probably and I think I really attribute a lot of that to Sal. Sal's really owned that 
the most out of all of us. But I, I take a lot of pride in that because I still think of all of us as one because we're all doing different things. It's like been that, it's been awesome, very influential that, for us. Yeah, that forum yeah. is is, mm-hmm. is definitely uh, one of the proudest things for mm-hmm. sure. Just because of the community that we have built and to see how mm-hmm. it's influencing other people and how much it's helped, like. You know, we talked off air a little bit with Danny and he was he was, you know, talking about the the, the compounding of of, you know, it's one thing to be a trainer and help that one individual in front of you. It's another thing to help trainers that are helping hundreds of other people. It's a new level. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. When I think when I think uh, from the standpoint as a trainer, two things popped into my mind when you said that um, one of them, uh, I, when I first started my personal training business as an entrepreneur, I was 24 and um, I had paid rent for a gym that was in the back of a tanning salon that I had kind of like stumbled upon. So that's where I started my business. And my very first day walking in, there was a lady using the Stairmaster. And I introduced myself. We start talking and I book her an assessment. And uh, she was, you know, not very talkative, uh, you know, kind of a little bit put off. But she came and we trained and she ended up hiring me. And over the years... I trained her, then I made a boot camp class that she took, and then she couldn't afford that, so we, we did a, a membership for her, and uh, I convinced her that personal training is probably in her future, like she should become a trainer. Anyway, long story short, you know, she's a she's a personal trainer now, um, and she has her own clientele, and uh, her name is Nicole, and I'll, I'll, I'll always remember her, uh, or, or I should say I'll always value her because she was my very, very first client when I started my own business, and she became a trainer. Mm. So that's the first thing that popped in my mind. The second thing that popped in my mind was something that happened recently. Uh, I have my son. My son is a, is a, literally, he's a, he's a spitting image of me. He's the exact same person. So when you're a parent, one of the interesting things that, that can happen is you'll have a child that is identical to you, which means you get to face all your wonderful insecurities that you never, that you think you got over, all over again as a child because your kid is probably going to have the same issues you had. They're going to, you know, if you were skinny growing up and you're real insecure about that, you might, you're probably going to have a kid that's going to have those same genes and you're going to, you know, learn to deal with that. Or if you're really shy as a child, they might inherit that trait and you got to kind of deal with it all over again. And, you know, my son is my spitting image. I mean, uh, growing up, I was very, very skinny. I wasn't really athletic. Uh, my son is very similar, um, although he's a very, very hard worker and I was the same way. And so I have him in judo. I have him taking judo classes because uh, I think it'll be very good for him to build his his self-esteem. And also, you know, once he hits 13, 14 and, you know, boys start to fuck with each other, he'll be confident because he'll, he'll know judo. Um, but he does not want to compete. Now, neither did I at that age. I did not want to compete. I don't want to like fight in front of people. Gave me anxiety. Never wanted to do it. And I was forced to do it and I hated it. So I made the decision. I'm never, I'm not going to ever tell him if he ever decides he wants to do it fine, but I'll never, if he says, you know, he wants to do whatever, but, and I never anticipated him telling me that he wants to compete. Well, recently after one of his classes, he comes out and he's like, you know, Papa, I want to go to a tournament. I want to watch one. And so I'm like, okay, well, how come? Because well, I'm thinking about maybe competing, but let's watch one first. It's a very proud moment because he came to that conclusion himself. He can he, he overcame that on his own to even consider going and watching a tournament. And, and as a, you know, as a father, it was a very, very proud moment. It was like it worked. Like what I did worked. I didn't push him. I didn't pressure him. I left it open, allowed him to kind of, you know, come to that conclusion himself. And, it, and it, he was. And so it was, it was pretty cool. The program design of raising your son. Yeah. <laughs> so, ooh, that's the next maps. <laughs> <laughs> maps ooh. raising your children. I'm working on that one yeah. right now. Yeah. All right. Very next nice. next question. Hold on here. No problem. 
Sal's always I'm picking between over, a few that I think would be good. Hey, He's like, you guys, you guys go first, so I can get, so I can yeah, get yeah. something real. I'm gonna make sweet. it more sentimental. Don't be, about my well, popped in my head. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I know you guys have all worked in management. It's all about impact. And in hiring trainers, if you had to pick three adjectives, adverbs, descriptive verbs, nouns, whatever, to describe a trainer, so three word. New trainer, you're going to hire them. What are the three traits, things that you're looking for? Oh, wow. Great question. That's a good question. Great question. Uh, Number one, outgoing. (sighs) Mm, Uh, um, Tenacious and hardworking, for sure. Yeah, hungry is what I would say. Hungry, for sure. Two words, three words. Well, you know, tenacious. Let's just boil it down to hungry. Tenacious. Tenacious, uh, outgoing. Um, What else uh, would be good? I guess what you said. What did you say, Justin? I just said hungry. Hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I I can tell you. I'm hungry. I can't tell you how many extremely knowledgeable trainers I've hired who knew a lot of shit, who came in with a lot of education, who sucked, who did not succeed. And and I can, and I can tell, I can name all the, because they're memorable. The trainers I hired who knew nothing. Yeah, I don't want somebody. About too, exercise. I don't want somebody too smart. Open mind. Too smart. They've already been tainted. Yeah. Okay, I want somebody who's who's eager to learn, that yeah. wants to grow. So very self aware. So maybe self aware is another word in there. So very self aware, um, you know, and hungry to learn. And and that's the person I'd rather have than somebody who I get with a master's already four national certifications. One of my favorite places to uh, recruit personal trainers from would be when I go to uh, a retail store. So the people helping me with shoes or whatever, I pay attention to how they were talking to me or restaurants, uh, a waiter. Uh, I can, I've recruited several trainers who were waiters. They'd come and they'd wait on my table and be like, this this kid is really good or this, this girl. Motherfucker. This girl is good. personal skills that you would need. Uh, yeah, and so and then I'd give them my card and say, look, how, you know, how much are you making as a waiter? If you don't mind me asking, they'd tell me, they'd say, well, you'll make a lot more as a personal trainer. I don't, well, I work out, but I don't know much about fitness. Don't worry, we'll teach you and certify you and all that stuff. And they made phenomenal, successful trainers. Then I'd have people coming in with huge backgrounds in fitness and they'd come in as trainers and I think that they expected like shit to just happen for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're going to come in and just, I'm going to get all these clients because I have, you know, a master's and whatever and it didn't happen because they didn't have that that same hunger or whatever. So, Well, it's that humility as well. I, I've, I've only seen one trainer and this is my, my best friend, Brandon, who came in with a high level of education but also the humility of knowing that he's not a trainer yet. Yeah. He has his bachelor's degree in pre-physical therapy. He has his NASM all of the prerequisites to be successful minus the experience and he came in super hyped had one bad day and i i watched i was like how is he going to respond to this and he stepped up to the plate and totally just with with nothing but humility just started looking for nose mm-hmm. and by looking for nose i mean he was not afraid of nose yeah. the more nose meant the more yeses would come and I've never seen somebody grow a personal training business that fast. And I know you guys work for the company I currently work for, so you know what excellence is. And this is somebody who got to 160 sessions per month in about three months wow, of being a trainer. And it came from being humble mm. and taking the time to connect with your clients. Is he the mm. guy that you brought uh, to the seminar? No, no, that's a, that's a different friend. But I, I just think that in line with what you guys are yeah. saying, the adjectives that you're looking for, having that hunger, even though you you have the prerequisites to be a great trainer knowledge-wise, the hunger is the factor that really makes the difference Huge. between oh, yeah, good yeah. and inaptitude. Yeah, wanting to grow. And you said it. Humility were, were along the lines of self-awareness, You know, knowing that, yeah, even though I'm educated and smart, there's still a lot to learn. There's still a lot to go from here. So I 100% agree. Yeah. And, and I not to like go backwards, but I think as a trainer, my proudest moment would have been when he had more clients than me. Because uh, it was like, wow, this is somebody's life who mm-hmm. I've impacted. 
a little bit. And now he's got 20 clients whose lives he's changing just because I kind of pointed him in that direction minimally. Good job. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's, that's one of those cool things. Um, next question. Yeah. Okay, this is a more science-related question. If you guys had unlimited funding and all the necessary infrastructure to put a piece of fitness equipment out there, analogous to maybe a Fitbit or something like that, a fitness product, mm. what would you make? What would be the product <laughs> that you made? I know Justin has one already. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of why I thought of this question. Yeah. What would the Sal product be and what would the Adam product be? Oh, God damn. Oh, wow. I don't know. That, that is a good question. It is a very good question, and it's hard to not steal Justin's because I think that's part of why we're all behind it and we're very excited about what he's doing. So maybe Justin, you share a little bit of that, and that'll give Sal and I some give time you a to, idea to come to up with our own. Are you allowed? Are a you allowed teaser? To, are yeah, you allowed? To no, share? I, it, it's it's I could fully undisclose this, you know, because it's it's in the works. So, um, man, it's been a really tough road with this, and I and I challenge anybody to really, um, I don't know, give respect to, to these products that are out there and like what it takes to to put it out there. Um, it, it takes a lot of planning and it, like there's legal, there's, you know, patents, there's um, just just understanding the overall logistics, the shipping, international business, um, you know, logo presence, uh, marketing. So all easy. that aside, I just have to throw that out there is it's been a long road. And but I but still remaining passionate about it and. And just focusing on on the positivity of what it's going to bring into the, the community of fitness, and like I I approached it and I wanted to to go forward with this because I really do have this vision, and I I don't want to be the type of person that if I have a vision, I'm just going to sit on it and and wonder, oh, what if I did pursue that, or you know, what, that that sounds kind of like a good idea, but you know. Maybe I'll just keep that up here and then I'll I'll get to it. But, you know, I just went full in and um, the product I'm creating does have a little bit of what you're kind of hinting at with with Fitbit and technology and and incorporating this into uh, products. And what I'm trying to do is to make more relevant like certain old techniques that um, people used to use a long time ago that were effective. But, you know, it's how do you measure that? are, you know, there's no real metric for that that exists yet. And so that's where I thought that this would have a, a real big impact with assessing somebody's strength as far as like where their isometric strength, their right? isometric you... strength. So, nice. yeah. So uh, basically giving new new relevance to isometrics by incorporating technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a stick and it's going to be able to measure the compressive forces, um, you know, that, that the individual uh places into the wall so um i have clients do the standing stick mobility floor press where you drive it into the ground this device measures the power output is what you're saying okay so here's here's the thing cool i'll sell it real i'll sell it easy for you justin because this is a product that's brilliant um and uh it's it sounds complex and it is and it's designed but it's very simple in how you use it and when you're applying tension maximum tension when i tell you to tense an area or twist or whatever on an immovable object it's it's completely subjective uh, to the type of tension you're, you're providing and and are you getting stronger you know you're putting more effort but is that equaling uh more tension uh we now have something that uh provides you with that metric and it's real time so that so you could watch what you're doing you could watch the tension you could watch 
uh, the direction of your, 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 you know, where you're applying this tension, and you can watch it on a meter, and then you can set yourself a parameter that you can continue to match or surpass. Right. So you're always within the right zone to maximize so, adaptation. So Justin's tool per se would be an isometric training tool that allows objective information to be portrayed on, on the screen that you can then program into your routine. So you could be like, I created right. X ground, ground whatever well, the you force see, is. Yeah, you can see your max output. So, and then program uh, off those numbers. And, and max output becomes uh, particularly relevant because uh, what we're learning with, uh, you know, kind of setting our, our scale. So if I can increase my max uh, and do it safely, my max exertion, that's the other point that this is a safe way to, to max out basically with these nice. movements. And so now you're getting this, this increased uh, output of your, you know, with your central nervous system to respond and, and, and create this, this new capacity. So you'll be able to see that change and then program it in such a way that you can, um, you know, phase in and out and, and increase that maximum. Because before using isometric techniques were kind of all subjective. Oh, that was really hard plank. I, I, exactly. I can't plank that hundred percent. hundred percent. So, yeah. You have an idea, Adam? You know, I, along the lines of, you know, if we had the, the science here or the technology to do this, I would love to create something like and along the lines of like a Fitbit tool that actually as you ingest the food. That's my idea. That yeah. it's <laughs> that it actually is like calibrating and tracking. So let, let's take, for example, like the Fitbit and I have all my macros inputted, my goals already inputted. And so it's got my OK, I need. You know, 250 grams of carbs a day. I need 190 grams of protein. I need X amount of fats. And then, at literally, as I eat, it's it's the bars are filling up on my wrist. So I see, like, oh, cool. I'm at 30 percent of my intake for that's my carbs. Awesome. Hey, you never know. Nanotechnology. Well, I, I mean, that's why I said, you know, if we're not quite there yet, but I mean, I, I believe that maybe in the future that this is something that we could have, and I think that would be huge for people just for accountability to look down and be like, yeah. Holy sh! Like, and and we're close, right? We're close right now, where you have to actually input it, and we're getting, you know, the search engines on those are getting better. Where you before you even finish pinning pancakes, they populate, and then there's a huge library of all the different brands and kinds. And so, we are getting to the point where it's getting closer and closer to where it's simplifying that. But I want it to the point where, you know, as you're ingesting it, there's something that's either in you that reads it as it goes down or whatever, and it calculates for you. And I think that would just that would be cool. Open yeah. that would make up. it easy. That was kind of the idea I had. It sounds a little silly, but like a Fitbit that's tapped in into your blood and then is taking your hormone levels. Oh, so you know, yeah, oh, my leptin right. levels are high, my ghrelin levels are high, oh, my yeah. insulin levels are high. I just ate this. I just ate that. Oh, I've been working out for two hours. Cortisol is too high. I need to leave. Things like that. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, for I see. Athlete. I would like real time biofeedback. Exactly. Yeah. One of the big problems. That's a long way away. But one still. of the big problems with fitness is when you're. Uh, it, there's so much subjectiveness that goes to it, especially in judging right. intensity. I would like a device that uh, tells me what intensity to train at today, right now. So I'm in the gym. And it's telling me this is where you want to train at. This is the intensity. And and as I'm working out, I can see if I'm hitting that mm-hmm. or if I'm going below or, or above it. And uh, my goal is to stay right at it. Something real close to like HRV, but more more accurate. Just real time right yeah. now. I, it, I can see it while I'm doing it. Um, so I know the exact perfect intensity to be able to work out, which will allow me, if you got something like that, imagine... You could work out every single day, and you could probably work out multiple times a day because you know the exact. You can maximize all your adaptations by knowing those perpetual things. Perpetual progress. That answers my next question, which was the the battle between maximum recoverable volume 
training versus minimum effective dose training. So I think I know where you stand on being in line with the minimum effective dose, knowing when you're approaching, boom, I'm, I hit my sweet spot, I'm out. Yeah. Versus the maximum recoverable volume being the threshold. Once you cross that, you're in diminishing marginal returns, meaning how many sets of side lateral raises do I need to optimize hypertrophy of that medial deltoid versus how many is too many. I'm now into that overtraining zone. So I think you side on the side of, you know, minimum effective dose. I think, I, I think uh, you know, getting the best results possible uh, with the least amount of work is, uh, I mean, that's just efficiency. I think that's what humans strive for no matter what. Why would, I, why would anybody want to do more to get the same or less? Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense. Uh, there's so many things you could do with your time um, when that time's not being taken up, uh, wasting time, you know, doing things that are not giving you any any return. I mean, I love working out. Don't get me wrong, but I also want to maximize the time that I spend in the gym. And if I'm working out and I've hit that perfect amount that's going to give me the results, but I have 30 more minutes in the gym, guess what I can do now? Mm-hmm. I can meditate. I can stretch. I can do something else because I mean, it, it takes a long time. Like I go to the gym and I'll lift and I'll steam and do a little stretching. That's like an hour and a half at least, you know, so I, if I could really make it as efficient as possible and be able to, you know, add other things that I know are good for me, because right now it's like I can't do long stretching because fuck, I don't have two and a half hours to be in the mm-hmm, gym. Mm-hmm. But it'd be, but you know, making it as efficient as possible, creating time for more things. Absolutely. Well, this Absolutely. is I, I like the question too because it. Um, this is one of those things that will create a little bit of a, a, a topic between Sal and Justin and I, where we'll kind of debate a little bit because there is. Who were who I'm talking to? It depends on how I would answer that or how I would talk to that that topic. Because if I if I have somebody who's sitting in front of me who is somebody in this room right now, which are all fitness minded trainers, work work workout holics, right? We work, train all the time. That person, I'm more concerned about you overdoing it. Mm-hmm. It's it's more common just in the, my experience and all the people that I've sure. trained that are you know, the athletic mind or the trainer type mind, we, we're always trying to maximize everything. And when, in fact, most times we're probably the ones that will overdo it, if anything. Then if I have somebody who's the opposite side of that, this person who is super sedentary, hard, never worked out in their life really, and is making this fitness journey, that conversation is a little bit different because I'm a, I don't want to tell them too like I don't want to tell that person we want to do as little as possible to elicit change because they're already doing as little as possible. So, yeah. you know, who, who the audience that I'm speaking to, I think uh, I, I change my tune when, with that question. That's you a know? great answer. I think yeah. that's where Sal's suntan analogy has been as, you know, the most useful for me, mm-hmm. which is, you know, you say it better than I do, but I can put you out in the sun for five minutes. And, and we can get a base tan. But if I put you out there for an hour, I'm going to roast you if you're a novice. So I'm going to give you the minimum effective dose. But if you're already very tan, then I have to go towards the side of maybe the maximum recoverable volume, which right. is how much sun can you handle before I pull you out? So I do think it's client or, or athlete yeah. dependent. That number changes. Right. But it is. It's a variable. Um, the next question. This is not on the physio side. This is more of a personal one. If you could thank anybody along the way, somebody who's inspired you. To, to get to where you guys are with Mind Pump or along the way with your success in personal training, who would that person be? Oh, easy. Denise. Easy for me. Easy for me. My my, my very first mentor in fitness, uh, Don Cardona, a uh, good friend of mine, very, very good friend of mine. He was, when I started in fitness as a personal trainer, um, I started as a trainer, did very well, um, became a fitness manager. Then, um, you know, uh, I, I decided to move to the sales side because I wanted to become a general manager. And then I got this new general manager, uh, Don, good friend of mine. So he comes in. I'm the senior sales counselor, which is like the weekend manager. I don't even know if they have that position anymore. 
But <clears throat> I was working directly under him. And, uh, you know, it was great because I was a pit bull. You know, I was a pit bull and it, it was great working with another pit bull, but someone who also can kind of direct me a little bit. And um, I learned quite a bit uh, working with him. In fact, if, when I left twenty, when I left uh, corporate fitness the first time and I bought a gym, it was with him um, that I ended up working with. But I learned uh, a trend, tremendous amount about work ethic, um, leadership. He would give these meetings and would inspire people. And I learned a lot just from watching him. So I'd say he's the very first person to the, that mentored me in this industry. And I've since then had have had subsequent mentors who I've learned from, but he was the, the first and original. So I'd have to give him the credit. Okay, cool. Yeah, one of mine uh, just comes to mind. Uh, she's been a, a longtime client of mine and just like one of the hardest working, like most impactful ladies that's ever been in my life. She's just like um, – business-wise has been a huge mentor. Um, so not only being a client and like, this is all just based off conversations you have with your client on a daily basis and, uh, you know, shooting off ideas and like how to grow and, you know, what to pursue. And, um, I mean, this is really what led me down the direction of, uh, you know, going outside my comfort zone and then, you know, just diving more into these ideas, like with these two gentlemen here and like, you know, yeah, go for it. Like do a podcast, do, do things that, you know, are going to challenge you. And, um, also like, you know, pursuing this, this invention idea and has been really impactful with helping me like consider like all these international, like very huge, like monumental, like, uh, like things to consider and, and it's just been a, a real big help for me and uh yeah so that i, I definitely want to uh, you know give her a shout out and, and Does she and, listen listen uh i i think she listens yeah she listens occasionally i know like uh, actually one of her good friends uh, is a is a manager at a 24-hour fitness um and and they listen too so oh, cool. yeah I think that that's one of the coolest things when, when you're a trainer is when those relationships become symbiotic, when you start to get things from your clients, when they came to you initially to get something from you, and then you start to tap mm-hmm. into what I they have train to offer. Them, train them long enough, and they all become It, it becomes way. pretty amazing. It's a wealth thing. of knowledge, yeah. A lot of, a lot of them will be, for sure. Uh, you know, my buddy Mark Baker, uh, Mark Baker was, um, he was a GM at the same time that I was a fitness manager. It was my first club that I had ran, and... We, this was when we just got to know each other, so we weren't even good friends yet. And I just came off one of my uh, – a huge month. I, I think I smashed goal by like 150% of goal or whatever. So my DM was coming in the next day, and I, I was excited to see him because, of course, I just had a great month and w- couldn't wait to see my boss who was hopefully going to pat me on the back and make me feel good. And he came in and he uh, broke down all the stuff that I was doing wrong, like my systems. I, you know, I wasn't highlighting the master appointment book and I didn't have all my all my uh, fit assessments uh, organized in alphabetical order like I should have. And, you know, I needed to get better about updating my whiteboard and reports. And, you know, this has always been a weak part of mine. So I was like, fuck, you know, like so right away. You know, I was in back of the office and I'm sitting down and I'm working on all this stuff. And I'd been busting my ass all day on getting myself all organized. And Mark walks up to me and it's about 530 or so, which in in the gym industry, we call that prime time. This is when the most amount of people are in your gym, the most opportunity for revenue. And he comes back there and he goes, what the fuck are you doing? And I said, well, you know, Nagoya came in and he told me that. And I wasn't doing this. I wasn't doing that. I need to work on this. I know you guys love when I name drop, right? <laughs> so <clears throat> I'm sure there's a million Nagoyas, right? We should right? have like a sound effect every time he does this, like <laughs> some bus. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark walks in and uh, basically shoves all the stuff that I was working on the desk off onto the floor. 
And I was like, what the fuck, dude? What was that all about? And he says, what are you doing, dude? He says, get your ass out there on the floor and do what you do. And I'm like, no, man, my boss just came in and told me this. He says, I don't give a fuck what he told you. You're in the position at 20 years old for a reason. You're very good at what you do. Stop focusing on the things that you're not good at. Focus on what you're good at and be fucking great. And it was like this light bulb had went off in my head. It was the single, it was the single best advice that anybody had ever given me. And that was bad. I I really believe that uh, he 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 made I'm a huge today, Doug. Sorry. huge impact uh, on my fitness career, and we uh, became great friends. That after was that. that was excellent advice, by the way. Yeah, it, it was. He was. gave you brilliant advice. It was it was, and it was just it was the right advice at the right time for someone like me, and it did it changed it uh, it changed me forever, and I forever teach that to people, and I and I I believe that's a a big problem that we have. I think in leadership, I think a lot of people. Uh, they get a title and they think that their job is to come in and point out what all their, uh, you know, subordinates are doing wrong. And I think that's just terrible, poor leadership. And in fact, what you should be doing is finding the, your subordinates, finding all their strengths and encouraging them to yes. be better at what, yes. what they and, already and the, do good. I guarantee you there's people disagreeing with you right now who are listening like, no, you got to work on your weaknesses. Hmm. Bullshit. Let me explain something to you. I'll, I'll, through fear. I'm going to use an analogy right now that's going to make my co-host very proud. Okay? We're going to look at football for a second. <laughs> when you, this is Hold true on now. to your pants. When you look at football, football is one of those sports where each position has a specific job. That's that's how football is, is designed. And this is how companies are designed. Companies work like the game of football. Each person in a company has a specific job. Now, when you look at football players, if I take a wide receiver, a cornerback, a lineman, a quarterback, a, you know, a running back, and I line them all up, they look fucking different. They don't. I don't have one well-rounded football player that can play every position. I have players that are great at one position and probably suck at the other positions comparatively, right? This is how... The most successful companies work. They get people who specialize at what they do and become great at it. They don't take these people and tell them, no, you suck at uh, organization. That's what we're going to have you focus on. We know you're an excellent sales guy, but why don't you? No, but hire a fucking person to organize their shit for them and let them go sell. You're right. Like, I am proud of you for that. You like that one? <laughs> yeah. Except I thought you were going to go the chess analogy for that. No. no. <laughs> that, oh, that, chess that would, works that would too. Fit, that would fit more yeah, No, that was, a, that was a great analogy. That but was no, a great, that was But good. that's true, man. Yeah. That's as a great As a manager, I used to do the same thing. When I managed my teams... I got my best people at particular things, and that's what they did is they focused on their strengths, and they ended up becoming great yeah. versus taking great people and making them okay at everything, which I, is never I, I absolutely love him for that. I was the best man at his wedding, and we'll always love that man for that. So it's a great buddy of mine now, and uh, if it wasn't for him, I for sure would probably be in a different place in fitness, and I'm glad I got him early. You know, I'm glad I got that advice early on because right. it definitely changed the, the trajectory of where I was heading. All right. We got more questions. I have a, I have several, but it's it's all time dependent. No, uh, no we're fine, dude. Yeah, we're, we're good. Okay. We'll, we'll go one we'll or two you, more here. Yeah. We'll okay, so yeah. I know you guys love supplements. Do you have any <laughs> horror breakfast. stories um, from supplements? So, like for example, I got into working out when Jack 3D was a big deal. Oh. I remember working my way up to three scoops, and I was taking the school bus to the gym because I didn't have my license yet, and I was so hyped. Up. I got kicked off the bus. I ran three blocks to the gym, worked out for four hours, eventually doing this time and time again at, at 16. I stopped my uh, ability to get an erection had ceased completely. Wow. wow. So here you go. This is at 16 and, and totally transparent. I, this story is a little bit embarrassing, but my my thing was, okay, bodybuilding.com forums will have the answer to why I cannot get, get it up. Yeah. Oh, horny goat weed and trivial. It's perfect. 
Okay, going to buy some of that. Two of those don't work. How about three of those? Four of those was not working. My girlfriend at the time, what's going on? I'm taking (laughs) six of these at once. Damn. At 16 years old, granted, they probably don't do shit anyway, but I'm now taking four supplements that a 50-year-old guy is taking because I won't stop taking the Jack 3D. Eventually, I'm like, maybe it could be the pre-workout. It could be. I stopped taking that pre-workout. I'm in class. You had a bonus period. Out. I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> Dude, right about the time that bell rang, I, I thought I might actually die. <laughs> it was a problem. But yeah. but again, that's that's part of the issue with supplements is once you get, whether it's supplements or prescriptions, people get into the, the habit of looking for the answer in the next supplement rather than in the nutrition. What's interesting, this is very similar to pharmaceuticals. You took one supplement and it, it produced a side effect that you had to take other supplements to remedy, which Absolutely. then produced their own side effect. I've had clients that will come in and I'll have them write down their medications, and it's like 20 medications long, Grossier. and half of them are to combat the side effects of the other half. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I take this for the diarrhea that that one gives, but then if I get constipated, I take this one, and yeah. this one you know, helps fight the headaches that this it's one causes. Reflux, and I'm yeah. like, holy shit, what if you just stop taking everything? You know, what, what would happen? My, my horror story is, uh, so for a while there, you could buy... Uh, hormones uh, online. Uh, they were legal. That's it was coming a, back. It was. That's, it was really circling back around. A lot of companies are marketing these new DHEA derivative pro hormones mm-hmm. that are just you know one androgen or four androgen. They're four testosterone. They they become testosterone. Well, the fir- the the when they first came out, it was androstenedione was the first one that mm-hmm. came out. Or was it actually DHEA. That is back. That oh, is it back? Yes, that is back. Then uh, and these are precursors to hormones. But then they went straight up hormone. Like it was no longer a precursor. You could buy uh, an active. You could buy trend hor- over the counter. Uh, it was. It was like Tren or one, one testosterone or whatever. Um, and uh, I took, um, I don't remember which one it was, but I took it for a while and I started to develop gynecomastia. I actually started to get bitch tits from it. Now, they weren't visible, but I could feel it happening. Mm. And uh, I didn't know what the fuck to do and what was going on. And of course, when you're in that mentality of taking these things, these things you don't want to stop taking them because you'll lose your gains. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, that's probably one of the worst experiences I had because then when I went off, my normal hormone levels were non-existent. And so I felt like shit for about three months. Not only did I lose whatever gains I had made, um, I had lost um, more than I had gained because, uh, I had no testosterone. I'd shut down my own testosterone. Luckily I bounced back and now I have the testosterone of uh, four gorillas, but before that, um, uh, yeah, that was probably my worst experience. And it sucks when you're a young kid, mm-hmm. you know, and you have no testosterone. I, well, I had the same thing with the the trend over the counter. So I got uh, it was I did I loved the results from the first bottle, and I was so blown away by it that I ran a second bottle back to back, sixteen weeks straight. Yep, yep <laughs> and never took uh, anything afterwards. You know, and I ended up getting a gyno from it. And still to this day, if my hormone levels are not like dialed in perfectly, it's the first thing that it starts to flare up on me. So wow. it's. Yeah, which was shitty because before that I had taken all kinds of different steroids, never had an issue with with gyno. I take some over the counter bullshit, and then get this side effect, and I thought, well, that fucking sucks. Okay, you know, <laughs> that's that's, yeah, that's right, insane. But right, it goes Do- to show the effectiveness that some of these supplements can have, especially now that they're back out. Oh yeah, well that's totally the hustle, and we've talked about this, right? They have this long list of all the things that are banned and illegal, and then all it takes is just to slightly take. One you know, molecule yeah, one, added to the end of it, and now we've got a brand new product. Exactly, mm-hmm. which is almost. And by, and by the way, I, I, people are at home thinking right now that these supplement companies have like brilliant scientists who are taking and constructing new hormones because they're changing one or two molecules. <laughs> That's not what they're doing. You know what they're doing? They take rejected uh, hormones. They're right? going through rejected pharmaceutical company 
uh, products mm-hmm. that, by the way, these farm, big pharma companies rejected because they were too harsh on either you know causing liver enzyme you know uh, to, to elevate or causing all kinds of other problems. They're looking at these rejected drugs and they're taking those and then going to you know having China make. Well, that's what their- that SARM boom was just six seven months ago. The SARMs, the androgen receptor modulators, was just rejected you know attempts at keeping tissue on you know patients who are in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know you buy these over the weird counter. side effects too, man. I, I, Super strange. People are really like, oh yeah, SARMs are great, but once you start to notice your vision. Your night vision gets really bad, then you might need to back off. I I'm like, motherfucker, you gonna go blind? Yeah. Like that ain't worth fucking three pounds of muscle, dude. Exactly. Well, Son ben, of a bitch. ben Greenfield asked me this question on his on his show, and I don't think he was happy with my answer. No, he he was like really interested in. It. Yeah, he wanted to really get into the science and dive into it, and I was just like, this is the, the way I look at it was something like that. Like, if I'm gonna be taking some crazy shit that we don't have very much research around i'll just do the real thing Might as well. i'm just take testosterone i mean i'd rather take testosterone where i can get it through actually get it through a, a doctor and i could have my blood tested mm-hmm. and we can look at my hormone levels we know how that affects the body there's so much more uh research and, and information out there about re- hormones that have been around for a long time than some shit that who knows uh how it's going to affect me in the next 10 years so I mean, that's just, I'd rather go not, nothing at all. And if I'm going to take that kind of risk, I'd think I'd rather take a risk as something that we've already got science that proves it works and mm-hmm. I know what to look out for, you know? So, Justin, I don't think you really ever, because you never really took supplements, right? Not really. I mean, my stories don't really compare to that other than, you know, taking a, a maybe crazy, an excessive, stack. yeah, speed stacks <laughs> with Adam. Like he got me hooked on those. And I, I definitely saw into the future a little bit. But <laughs> the, the, the problem is my, my closing ability went up like 90%. Right. So. Uh, you know, there's not a huge side effect with that other than it, I felt like shit. And uh, the other one was just like an excessive amount of protein because that was just pounded into my head as an athlete that I needed to get big by just like overloading my body with this protein powder. And I, so I used to take like, I don't know if it was cell tech or it was one of those mass builder things like yeah. where I would just take the, like buckets of this and, and put it in and mix it. So I'd mix this really, really thick blend of like, oh, I didn't even measure it, dude. I just took like just huge scoops like 2000 calories yeah. it had to be like 2000 then i added peanut butter and raw eggs and and like whole milk and um oh my god i just feel bad for the students that were around me in class after i work out at 6 a.m i was in class and i shit my pants one time because i couldn't <laughs> make it i couldn't make <laughs> it to the bathroom Bro, that you, story definitely beats all that shit my pants hold on you literally yeah like poop well, i farted and then it like Splattered. Oh, oh my God. my pants. What'd you do? Did you have to just. I just got up and I just. I didn't even ask to get to go to the bathroom or anything. I just started beelining it to the to the to outside. I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> and like told people totally heard it. You know, come out. And everything. So it was. I feel a lot better about my boner. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take a boner. Well, there you go. Yeah. I'm glad I made you feel better. Uh, all right, let's go. One more question. <laughs> okay, if you guys could give one tip to a novice personal trainer, brand new. First day on the job, something that they would not hear typically. So this has got to be something deep, you know, like your tool for the trade, this one X factor. 
Jesus Christ. Well, not, I, not hustle, not be hungry. Just like a quick, yeah. like a quick. Be good. Or read, some shit like maybe that. no, maybe something specific. Maybe excellent. it's read this book that I read that really helped me a lot. Something specific that you know, if I was gonna take a note home and give to some of these guys, they'd be like, oh, your damn. one takeaway from us. Is well, that no, not your one takeaway per se. Listen but to like, mind pump. You know, yeah. some, obviously, <laughs> you no, that's a but, huge one. That would be mine. Yeah. Mine would oh, okay. be listen well, to mind I, pump. I hate, I hate to uh, say the same answer again, but I feel like that advice was so powerful for me, and it's something that I make every trainer do now is but maybe elaborate a little bit on what i meant by what mark had said to me is is learning be having enough self-awareness to to learn what what you are good at what what makes mm-hmm. me a good trainer are you are you somebody because maybe you maybe you're not really outgoing but maybe you are really technical and you're and you're good what you have this photographic memory like sal like you have that ability like play into that play yeah. your strength yeah play your strength and, and dive deeper in that and or maybe you're not that guy and you're somebody who is super outgoing well be outgoing and don't be afraid that you're going to mess up a little bit and don't be afraid that you're not going to sound like sal when you talk to somebody like you got to be confident in that and continue to so wherever your strength is mm-hmm. you know dive deeper into it and continue and to me one it's way more rewarding the the journey that way you're doing something you love right like who wants to study or do something staying in character yes stay you know stay in your lane stay in your lane know your character know your role know your strength and continue to to push and develop that and the other stuff will come along uh, don't don't get yourself caught up in all the things that you're lagging or that you you need to get better. Like I said, that stuff will come. Continue to focus on what you are good at. Become great at that skill. I think alongside that, like just you know, being a team player and and not being so egocentric. Um, good tip because trainers are very because very it, it's so predominant in this industry. Yeah, like people like work with each other. Work with other trainers. Work through your problems. Work, you know. You get more education and your clients benefit from it if you step outside of like things like so now address your weaknesses that way. So that's along, excellent advice. along with, with what Adam said about like stick with your strengths and everything. But, um, you know, increase increase your reach by don't by, be afraid to delegate. Yeah, to exactly. Or like, you know, expert. bringing other people in. That, that's not your your expert. You know, you're not expert in this area, but you know somebody and, you know, just just either bring them into your to your circle or uh, be connected to them somehow and give them referrals. Mm. Those are, that's excellent. That's great advice. Yeah. Um, God, one thing. Uh, use your ears and your mouth in proportion. So listen twice as much as you talk. Um, the One of the biggest mistakes I see trainers doing when they're talking to clients uh, on an assessment is that the trainer is just telling them shit. They're just talking and talking and talking about fitness and this is what we're going to do and that and um, versus listening to the client, listening to what they're looking for, listening to what their goals are, listening to how many days a week they want to work out and what they're willing to commit to because they'll give you all the information you need to help motivate them to make the decision to work with you as a personal trainer. So listen twice as much as you talk. That's going to be my last one. So there you go. Listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. If we pick your review, guess what? You're going to win a free Mind Pump t-shirt. Motherfucking t-shirt. You can also check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Justin at Mind Pump Justin, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. And don't forget to visit mindpumpmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. 
The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.